0: Feels good in the presence of the Lord. Man, it feels good in this house. Amen. As we're making our way back to our seats, I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. There's nothing like his presence. There's nothing like his presence. to go ahead and just jump into it this morning we can stand for the reading of the word Uh, as you noticed in the video that bishop sent uh, he wasn't able to make it this sunday although i know if he could be here he would um we miss him we love him we love you i know he's probably watching so we love you bishop we're praying for you pray god uses you mightily amen We're gonna go ahead and read from the Book of Exodus, chapter twenty. And I don't, I don't, I don't plan to be up here very long. Um, I feel God. I wrestled with this for quite some time yesterday. And really, yesterday, I had all this pretty much planned out. But as I started praying about it earlier in the day and later into the evening, I, I. Uh, kind of went back and forth, but I feel like this is where, I feel like this is where God wants, wants us to go this morning, so if you'll bear with me, uh, I'll do my best to obey the voice of God, and um, amen, all the carnal people said amen for a short time, for short preachers. <laughs> Sister Jillian loves it, amen. Okay, Exodus chapter 20. Starting at verse 18. The Bible says, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings, and the noise of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. One transliteration says, They went a safe distance away. Is somebody getting baptized? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love it. We don't have baptism some days. You can get baptized whenever you want. Amen. We baptize 24-7. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One transliteration says, they stood at a safe distance away from the mountain. They said unto Moses, speak thou with us and we will hear but let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God has come to prove you. And that, this, and that his fear may be before your faces that ye sin not. And This is where I want us to, to kind of dial in right here. Verse 21 says, and the people stood afar off. They stood at a safe distance. The Bible says, and Moses drew near. Unto the thick darkness where God was. Everybody saw the thunderings and the lightnings. They saw the noise. They heard the noise. They saw the smoke rising up from the mountains. The Bible says that this cloud, it literally translates to a nimbus cloud, which is, if you've lived in Florida for any amount of time, it's a uh, really big dark rain cloud. And typically, there's thundering and lightning that comes with it. This was the cloud that was in the mountain. It was so big, it was covering up the mountain. And it was so loud, they could hear it from afar off. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I never get tired. I never get tired of hearing that sound right there. I never get tired of hearing that. I never get tired of hearing somebody speaking in other tongues. As the Spirit gives them the utterance, I never get tired of somebody surrendering the life. <laughs> Woo, God! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have a title for this this morning I just I feel like giving you what God laid on my heart so if you would for a few moments I'm not going to take much of your time but I just want to talk to us this morning about drawing near to God that's not the title sister Camila but that's the idea that the topic I want to talk to us about so if you would lay down your Bibles and lift your hands and ask the Lord to help us today God, we need you more than ever before. We need your spirit. We need your power. God, we need your anointing. Anoint these lips of clay. Anoint this mind to speak your word, Jesus. God, I don't want my flesh to glory in your presence. God, hide me behind Calvary. Lord, let your people receive a word today. Let it fall on good soil. God, I pray that your word would hit its mark. You said it would not return unto you void. I pray, Lord, that you would use me as your vessel. I pray that you would anoint every ear in this house, anoint every mind to receive your word. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the name of Jesus, amen. Brother Kendrick, if you could just stay close by. Thank you. Maybe may be seated. In the word of God, we see a couple... Different types of darkness is described. There's a darkness of sin that has blinded the world in which we live. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. They're blinded by sin. They're blinded by the cares of this life. Amen. Once I was lost, but now I'm found. Once I was blind, but now I see. I thank God for the glorious gospel message that shined into my life and dispelled the darkness of sin. There's a demonic darkness that Satan will try to impose on people. An oppressive darkness. Revelation chapter 16 and verse 10 says, And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues for pain. Psalm 23, 4 says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. There's a darkness that he tries to impose. There's an oppressive darkness that comes. Sometimes you have no idea what it is. Sometimes people get it confused. They mix up demonic depression with demonic oppression. And they feel like because they can't control themselves, they, they feel like they're possessed. Sometimes it's just the flesh that you're dealing with. Sometimes it's just the enemy whispering in your ears saying, hey, why don't you do this? And you just giving in to it. There's a darkness of judgment. Matthew 22 and 13 says, then said the king to the servants, bind him in hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There is a place of darkness that is saved for judgment. And then there is what I want to talk to us about today, which is a heavenly or a holy darkness. Now, that concept may seem weird because when we associate darkness with something, we associate it with evil. Uh, I don't know anybody that for the first couple of years of their life couldn't sleep without the, dark, the lights on. Maybe that was just me. And maybe it was a little more than a couple years, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Uh, I can remember, I'm, I'm outing myself, but I can remember growing up and, uh, you know, getting up there in age 10, 11, 12 maybe. That's, that's, I know, I know, that's bad. But I can remember having to sleep with the door open because, you know, that light. I know people today that they're old enough, and they, well, old enough, but they're older and they still sleep with the door open and the light on because, you know, you never know what's under the bed. I mean, you... I can't trust myself. I can't trust my house. <laughs> but when we're talking about this darkness, I'm not talking about a darkness that's associated with evil. I'm not, a talking, I'm not talking about a, 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 an oppressive darkness. I'm not talking about a darkness of a blindness that Satan has put over people's eyes. The children of Israel were experiencing something in this scripture that we can only dream of. Could you imagine being so close to God that you can literally, you can almost see. One place talks about this cloud being a or the, uh, a theophany of God. They were seeing God, just not, um, just not God himself. Because the Bible says, no man can see me and live. And even when he brought Moses up into the mountain, uh, he had to hide him behind a rock. And he can only show him his hinder parts. Because if he saw him face to face, I mean, the Bible, I don't know if it says it, but he definitely would have died. Probably obliterated They got to see something that we only dream of. This was the closest that they would ever get to the presence of God. They stood afar off. They could see the thundering, the the lightning. They could hear the thunder. They could hear, they could hear. They said it sounded like a trumpet. They could see the smoke billowing off the mountaintops. And yet in their fear, they looked at Moses and they said, can 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 you just talk to us? Is is it okay? Is it okay if you just talk to us? Because that right there scares me. Now I don't know. A lot of people put yourself in their shoes. How many of us would be honest and never having seen anything like that could honestly say recognize that as God and say, Yeah, I'm interested in that. I think it'd be a very very small few that would be able to recognize that for what it was and say, Yeah, yeah, I want a piece of that. No. Now, this was something that was completely, completely out of their wheelhouse, something they'd never experienced before. They were too afraid to get close to God to hear Him for themselves. They'd rather have the man of God speak to them. Can I say it like this? They'd rather have the man of God every week get up in this pulpit and speak to them, them for, than for them to go back and to establish. walk with God for themselves they'd rather come in here every week and say you know what I'm just going to sit on my pew and I enjoy the thunderings and the and the the lightnings of the music and the preaching and and I enjoy all the show and I enjoy all the 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 great words that people are saying I love enjoying that but I, I I have to stand afar off because it's just a little too scary for me It's just a little too much for me right now. I'd rather just come in here and be fed every week than have to go home and establish something for myself. It's not, it's easy to come in here. It's easy to come in here and pull up to the table, drive through style and say, yeah, I'll go ahead and take number one, number two, number three. Man, that's good preaching, Pastor, but it's a lot harder to go back home. And on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the rest of the week, wake up every morning and get in the prayer room. I'm talking to myself. I know exactly where I'm at right now. It is a lot easier to to come to church and experience the thundering and the lightning from afar off. It's a whole lot easier to hear the man of God speak to you than for you to get into the prayer closet with God and have him speak to you. It's a lot more scary for for God himself to come down and deal with you than it is for the man of God because the man of God has so much mercy. God has mercy too, don't get me wrong, but when God has to deal with you personally, this is a little different for Sunday morning, so I pray that we, we, we don't get offended and I pray that you, you take this with, with uh, knowing that I've been praying about this and that I, I, I I, Sister Williams, if I get out of line, please say something. We can't make this our source. We can't make this, this Sunday morning, our source. This or Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night. Don't get me wrong. I love every service we had. And if we had more services, I would be here. I, I'm already here every time the doors are open. So you can't tell me. <laughs> I love this place. I, I, I can't go anywhere else. But don't get it twisted. For years, I'm, I'm going to be honest. For years, I lived my life that this right here was my only source. This was the only time I came and got something from God. This was the only time I came up to this altar and prayed. The doors were open every other day of the week. I could come in here whenever I wanted and prayed. I could go home and prayed. But why when I get such greatness from here? I get to to come in here and I get to hear the amazing music. I get to come in here and I get to hear amazing words. I get prime steak every time I come into the house. Why would I try and duplicate that at home? Why would, I, why would I try and duplicate what I can't get? Why would I try and duplicate what I get here at home when I know it's not going to be as good? You have no idea what God wants to talk to you about. You have no idea. On top of that, you have no idea how much he longs to be with you. Sister Williams, you said it this morning, you just want, he longs to be with you every single day. And it's as if as soon as you just finally take the time and say, all right, God, here I go. And he just meets you. Yeah. He just shows up. And it's as if, you know, I started thinking about this. God is omnipresent, right? He's everywhere. And so we pray this prayer. And there's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. we pray this prayer, Lord, meet us. Lord, meet us in, that, in, in, in our time of need. Lord, meet us today when we come and prepare. But, but if he's already there at one, at, everywhere at once, shouldn't it be us meeting him there? He already knows what's going to take place. He already knows. You've got to align yourself. You can pray that all you want. Lord, meet us in this house. Lord, come, go before us. And he does. But if you're not going to that place where he's at and you're going somewhere else, what are we expecting? And and don't take me the wrong way. I love coming in here. And I love hearing world-class music. And world-class musicians. And world-class preaching. And I love seeing world-class leaders do what they've been called to do day in and day out. But this is not a house of good music. This is not a house of good preaching. This is not a house of good servanthood. This is not a house of anything else but the house of prayer. This is the place where you come in and you have an encounter with God, but it doesn't stop here. It can't just stop with you coming up to the mountain and saying, wow, that looks so good. That looks so great. God is interested in a relationship with you. God is interested in a personal relationship with you on Monday morning, on Wednesday morning, on Thursday, on Saturday. When the priests would go into the Holy of Holies, they went in there knowing. They went in there not knowing how much time they were going to spend. They went in there. They went into a place where time and space stopped. They were in the presence of God Almighty. We see this when when Zacharias went into the temple. They were wondering what was taking so long. But, but he was having an encounter with God. When the priests went in there, they, they were having an encounter with God. When you really get into the presence of God, nothing else matters. My lunch date doesn't matter. What I got going on after service doesn't matter. My troubles don't matter. And trust me, I don't mean to diminish any troubles, or I don't mean, and I don't mean to diminish any, any woes that you may have, but there is nothing like the presence of God. There is nothing like the presence of God. The presence of God rested in that room in the Holy of Holies, behind thick curtains and in complete and utter darkness. If that priest wanted to atone for the sins of the people, if he wanted to atone for his sins, if he wanted to have an encounter with God, he had to go into a dark place. He had to go into a secret place. Because it's oftentimes in the dark places of our lives. And it's oftentimes in the dark places that we don't want to go into. And that we just want to see from afar off and turn around and go the other way. It's in those places, like Moses said, that's where God dwells. That's where God dwells. All too often we we think God just dwells in these these candy cane forests and and where everything is good and everything is bright and sunshiny and I can see clearly now. Where everything just seems perfect, everything is calculated, everything is in order, there's there's no distractions, there's nothing else. But it's in the darkness sometimes that that's where he's at. Sometimes it's in the place where you have no idea what's going on. You have no sense of direction. The Bible says it was a darkness that could be felt. It was so thick that they couldn't see through it. It was a secret place. They went into that place and it was secret. Nobody else. Nobody else got to go into that place. It was just the priest and God. It was a place that was dark. It was a place where he couldn't see his way out. It was a place where God dwelled and it was just him and God. Psalm 91 says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He goes on to say that he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. I remember, I remember going to, I didn't think about this until afterwards, but I remember going to the Williams house. If you spend any amount of time with Sister Williams, with First Lady, you're going to get a chicken story. Try it, I'm telling you. You're going to get a chicken story. For those of you who don't know, they've got a, they just bought a bunch of chickens. Some are a little more eccentric than others. Um, No, they're beautiful chickens, beautiful. I never knew, I always thought chickens were just regular. But I went to their house one time, and they, they, one of the chickens was, was really, really, really small. And they put it in my hand. And they said, make sure you cover its wings so it doesn't try and f- flap out of your hand and fly away or fall down and hurt itself. Make sure you cover its wings. Make sure you put your hand underneath it so it doesn't, so it doesn't fall. And so I did that, and it was fine. It would move its neck every once in a while. I was looking around, but as soon as I put my hand over top of his head, as soon as I took my hand and I covered its sight, and I, 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 I enthralled it with darkness. It was in utter darkness, couldn't see anything. the chicken began to burrow into my hand. That little chicken began to, to, to get comfortable. He started making himself at home. It was dark. I didn't think about this until later. And then I read this scripture. It says that he that dwells in the secret place shall abide, shall take rest, will be comforted under the shadow. Shadows are dark. Shadows are are dark. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He'll cover thee. And just like a mama hen covers his chickens, he'll cover it with his feathers. And under his wings, he'll trust. In in, in the dark place. In the secret place. In the place where he can't see anything. He, He doesn't know up from down, left from right. He doesn't know what's going on. But he said, you know what? In that secret place. In that dark place. Where my life seems to be flipped upside down. Where, where, where I don't know where I'm coming or going. I don't, know, I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm getting call after call. This is happening. That's happening. And God's just sitting there in the dark place waiting. And saying, come on into the secret place. I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to get you to come into the secret. Why don't you just abide? I know it seems dark. I, I know you can't see anything. I know you can't tell your way out. But just abide in the dark place. Abide in the shadow of the Almighty. It's in the dark place that there's rest and safety. It's easy for us to confuse the darkness in our lives as a darkness of evil. It's easy to look on the horizon of our life, to come into something and say, man, L's been beating me up. Brother, I'm in a dark place. Sister, I'm in a dark, I'm depressed. Can't tell you how many times I've heard people say I'm depressed. Child of God, don't. I don't I hate to clarify this, but I understand there are there are medicinal. There's legit forms of depression. Is what I'm trying to say. Where there's Chemicals firing off or misfiring. There's literally something wrong that causes you to be depressed. But can I suggest to you that oftentimes that loneliness that you're feeling, that depression, that low place is God hovering over you and saying, are you going to come into the secret place? Or are you going to run from it? I know that tragedy may seem like it's final. I know it may seem like it's the end of the road. But there's more. Why don't you come under my wings? There's more for me to show you. I want to be like Moses who said, I'm not satisfied with with just seeing the thunderings and lightnings. God, I'm not satisfied with coming in every service. And that's all I get. That's all I get is just a little taste, is a glimpse. And that's the furthest I ever go. I wanna be like Moses, where he said, God, I wanna see you. God, I wanna see you. I don't wanna just, I don't want just a small taste. God, I wanna see you. I wanna experience you in a whole new way. Sometimes we get it backwards and we see those dark thunderclouds. We see those big clouds that seem to completely, completely block our path. They're thundering, they're lightning, they're loud, they're boisterous, and they seem overbearing and overpowering, and we see those thunderstorms, and we say, no, 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 that can't be God, and we turn around from that, and we say, no, that's the devil just trying to block my path, or that's the devil just trying to do this and do that. He gets too much credit sometimes. He gets too much credit for something that God is trying to do. Now, I know this isn't for everybody, but I know what I felt in prayer. There's some people in here that you're, you're, you're running from that secret place. You're running from that darkness. God is trying to draw you closer to him. And all you can do is say, God, I'm not interested. God, it scares me too much. God, I'm going to have to give up all these things. I'm going to have to change my work schedule around so I can be here more. God, I'm going to I'm gonna have to give up this and, and you name it. My question to you is, what's it worth? My question is, what is it worth to you? What is it worth if I gain the whole world but lose my soul? The Bible says he looked at him and said, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. You never came into that secret place. You never gave your life up. You never gave your will up for something greater. Can we stand in this house this morning? I'm done preaching. I don't know what you came in here looking for. I don't know what you came in here needing. I don't know what you came in here worried about, distressed about. But I'm here to tell you today, don't look at that cloud of darkness. Don't look at that cloud of darkness and say, that's not for me. Don't look at that that distress that came your way, that struggle that came your way, and say, "God, I, I'm bowing out, I'm throwing in the towel, I can't do this anymore." Don't look at that and 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 make the wrong move. Don't make the mistake that I made of saying, "God, I'm, I just I can't do it right now. I've got too many things on my plate. I just I can't surrender my will right now. I can't I can't give up all those things." altars are open. These altars are open if you're interested in coming down. Come on, if you're interested in a deeper walk with God, more than just Sunday morning, more than just Sunday night, more than just Tuesday night, more than just a Bible study here or there, more than just an encounter, more than just a far off, more than just a safe distance from the thundering and the lightning, more than just Looking from afar, if you're interested in going up to the place where God dwells, I encourage you to come down to this home. Come on, it's in the darkness where He dwells. It's in the darkness where you'll find peace. It's in the darkness where you'll find joy. It's in the darkness where you'll find rest.